0: Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Pitch Intense. I'm Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host. Mar- I'm your Mark. Yeah, I almost said I'm here with my Mark. I am your Mark. How's it going, Jacob? It's going great. You think with a career in radio, I'd be better at this? I think but- you're doing fine. <laughs> but- I think you're doing very fine. We're having fun, and that's what counts.
1: What? uh, Did you have a good weekend?
0: I did. Uh, It was really good. It went by really fast. I actually, I had a stomach ache all weekend, so that kind of sucked. But Why'd you have stomach? What? Any- I'm I'm still not sure, actually, but it was one of those things where I was feeling like crap all day Saturday.
1: Yeah.
0: And then I got hungry again on Sunday, so I ate, and then I felt like crap again. And uh, I, don't, I don't know what it was, but now I've been doing good since Monday, so I, I, I must be over Ever it.
1: since I got back from Las Vegas, I have been exhausted. Really? And I haven't had like a chance. I mean, I've had nights where I didn't have to do anything, but... This last weekend I was at Des Moines Con selling the oh, vampire yeah. shark. So it's not like I got a chance to like really just do nothing. Like I'm, that's what I'm doing this weekend is like I think I'm going to go to dinner with my dad for Father's Day. But other than that, I'm gonna just going to like uh, become a hermit. Chill out. Maybe watch some movies. We got Operation Fortune. Yeah, I liked it. I, I watched haven't watched it. it yet. I still want to watch it. so I, I need thought to it watch. was a good time. Anyway, so this week it was Des Moines Con, yeah. and my friend Andy, uh, who has uh, received, he gave me, he's been listed in my Patreon, he gave mm-hmm. me this, he does 3D printing, he gave me this awesome, it's a headphone, stereo for headphone, or uh, uh, like a stand for headphones. Whoa. Have you seen it? The one, it looks like the Easter Island heads. Oh yeah. And it lights yep. up, and I can go through, he made this for me. It, it was, was a, really cool. It's the nicest thing. So anyway, we, he had a table there, I had a table there. And he had... His stuff was a phenomenal. Uh-huh. Lots of uh, Boba Fett, Django Fett helmets. Really? Mandalorian, yeah. I don't know which one you go with now. Just Mandalorian helmets. Tons of those. He had like a, a mask for Moon Knight. Oh, nice. He had something I thought of you when I saw it. It was Indiana Jones... Like in a temple, finding Han Solo and Carbonite. Whoa, whoa he
0: 3D De- pr- printed that?
1: I think so. That's
0: incredible. Yeah,
1: and I bought this for you. Whoa, the monkey head. If you guys can't see it, it's from. Um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yeah. It is the monkey. Whoa. That they are served with the head, that they pull the head off, and he made that. So when That's I saw
0: amazing. it,
1: I was like, ah, I got to get that for my good friend Jacob.
0: Thanks, Mark.
1: Yeah. Oh, but also. This looks
0: really good, and I, 3D printing is so cool. That's like. If you own that, that's like cooler than
1: having a motorcycle. If you know how to do that, I think. nowadays. <laughs> well, you then know? you could 3D print your own motorcycle. You, you
0: could. You could do everything.
1: Exactly. Wow. So, yeah, he made that. Uh, and I, I knew I had to get it. I was like, I saw it and I'm like, I got to get that for you. Plus, I am trying to collect full runs. Mm-hmm. Do you know what a full run is in comic book terms? Does it mean all of them? Yes, <laughs> pretty much. It's. <laughs> I guess it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> I'm trying to collect full runs of G.I. Joe, the original Marvel G.I. Joe, and the further adventures of Indiana Jones. Oh yeah. And I thought I found quite a bit of both. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so I was pretty happy. I spent about thirty. I mean, probably over thirty dollars at one one place. I just they just had a gold mine of Indi, of, of GI Joes, but he did have some Indiana Jones, and I accidentally bought some doubles. So I'm hooking you up. Oh, thanks, Mark. With Marvel Indiana Jones, which if I had I've read all those, uh-huh. and I'll tell you right now. They are bananas. They the, look wild. Just from they light are light. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> the very first issue, the very first issue of the Indiana Jones comic has Indiana Jones in school. He has a student blindfolded with a cigarette in her mouth, and uh-huh. he's whipping the cigarette out of her mouth. That's how they begin the Indiana Jones comic. Really? Yes. Which he never acted like that in the. I don't. I've never seen him act like that academic wise uh-uh, pretty not mean no yeah. or, or uh, crazy yeah. or like you know unsafe he, everything he did at school he always seemed to be pretty normal you know?
0: when you said a student blindfolded for some reason the first thing that came to my mind was uh, Peter Venkman at the beginning of Ghostbusters
1: yes he's shocking <laughs> him yeah uh, yeah not quite. Yeah, it's not quite that bad either cuz a star. But Marcus Brody walks in and he's like, "What's all this?" <laughs> so, and we are just a few months away. How's your Indiana Jones excitement what level is that? Oh, are you it's
0: at? it's high, Mark. I'm dreaming about it. Yeah. I I'm so excited. I can't wait. I, I it's 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 weird cuz I don't want to burn through June. But it's like, I really want to get to the 30th at the same time, you know. We
1: have some good stuff coming out tonight. Oh, yeah. We're about ready to go to see Rise of the Beasts.
0: Yeah, Transformers. Yeah, Transformers. Not just (laughs) Rise of the Beasts. Yes. No,
1: we're just going to go to the zoo and watch some animals wake up. The Rise. The Rise of the Beasts. (laughs) And next week is...
0: Uh, Flash. Flash.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, Flash, which is a big deal. I mean, that's a big deal just because of so much... I don't garbage. I don't know the word I want to use here. Just so much. There's a lot of controversy. Baggage with that yeah, movie. their baggage yeah. is probably what I was going for. Uh-huh. So yeah, that's definitely it. I was just like, there's so much baggage going on with that movie that it's just sort of interesting that it's actually coming out.
0: And well, and everybody that's seen it really loves it. Um, I, I my buddy Darren, I was actually joking on Instagram last night that it has like a seventy-some percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And the the reactions have been, like, over-the-top good. And I was like, I thought this was supposed to be a million percent. And my buddy Darren commented back, and he he reviews movies, and he gets to go to a lot early. And he said, it's really good. Maybe not the best comic book movie ever, but he said it was really good.
1: What is the best comic book movie
0: ever in your mind? Oh, it's tough, Mark. I mean, I think my favorite's different than the best ever. Most people would probably say The Dark Knight. I feel like that's the godfather of comic book movies. Yeah, it'd probably be mine. Yeah, it is really good. But I think, I I really love, like, Spider-Man 2, Avengers Endgame. Um, Even the first Avengers I really love. Now Spider-Man... Across the Spider-Verse and maybe into the Spider-Verse both, I would put on my Mount Rushmore.
1: I need to see into the Spider-Verse or across the Spider-Verse again. Uh Uh-huh. Because I I really liked it. Yeah. I just didn't... uh, I I remember thinking there's times where I was like, okay, I'm ready for this to move. Uh
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I don't know if that was just the mood I was in or, like, if I was tired. Uh, I don't know. I do always feel, especially... You need to see movies twice. Oh, definitely. So I am I am definitely uh excited to see it again.
0: And th- it's one of those movies the more I think about it the more I like it, you know.
1: Yeah, and it was definitely that. Yeah. Like it was so well done. Uh-huh. It was so like it, it, the 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 craft and how hard like the effort they put into it. Yep. It didn't seem like other movies were it just, you know, it, this is this is supposed to be a superhero movie, so it's hash out something and just push it out there as fast as possible. No, there's a lot of work in this. It was like Dark Knight caliber. Yeah. Where you, know, where you could see that this would be, you know, best picture, just have that sort of a clout and uh, pull.
0: And it just gives me further appreciation for Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Oh, yeah. I, I think they're great. And I the I've been thinking about this a lot this week, Mark, and I think I'm going to say it here on the podcast – I wish they would have made Solo. Like, everybody always says, like, I, I heard that they got booted off the project because Lucasfilm didn't like what they were doing. But I think it's because they were making something cool. And they probably I mean, Lucasfilm's like, ah, it's too weird or something, you know?
1: Yeah, I wonder. I would be interested to see what they're... We need a documentary. I would be interested to see, or at least... <laughs> I, whenever they have that, I always say they should release it as a comic and then you kind of see it. Because I really liked... Uh, I have liked everything else they've done. Uh-huh. And you know my opinion on the other tr- Star Wars trilogy, yeah. so and I like Solo.
0: That's coming from somebody who enjoyed Solo and had I liked a good time it too. It.
1: I have, but I, I liked yeah, I liked it more than those other ones. <laughs> I got to tell you. The ones that Mark shall not name. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, we've gone over those enough. But uh so Anywho, uh, Expendables three, 4, in the new trailer released today. Oh, I haven't got a chance
0: to watch uh, so it. Have you
1: seen the Expendables movies? I, yeah, they're good. I like you them. All, you've seen uh-huh. all of them? Yep. So we had, we had this conversation. I shared it with people and everybody's kind of like, you know, 50 Cent is in this now. He's oh, like, is he? Yeah. So he's like the new one. Like Schwarzenegger was in the first uh-huh. one. Bruce Willis was in it. Chuck Norris came into it at some yep. point. So it's like, so my question to you is this. Who is missing? Well, Dolph
0: Lundgren is he not in the new? He's in it. Oh, he's been in all of them. Yeah, I thought he was in them. Jet Li, I knew was in some of them. I don't know. He
1: he was in like the beginning and he left the team and he had to go somewhere.
0: That's a bummer because I like Jet Li. Jet
1: Li, yeah. This one they brought Tony. Is it Tony Jai? uh, One of like the Muay. Okay. Yeah, I think he's Ong Bak. He does like a lot of his own stuff. He's really impressive. Gotcha. You've never watched Ong Bak, Uh, so I think he's in it. Uh, Megan Fox is in it. Yeah. He's not really an action hero, but that's fine. Yeah, I, I like Murray Megan. But I'm not uh, sure who. I'm like I'm like struggling to think who who would be missing from this franchise.
0: Like an action hero that hasn't. Because Harrison yeah. Ford's been in it. Um, yeah. Was he? Yeah, he was in number three. Yeah. I don't think he had a super prominent role, but. My.
1: I guess Keanu Reeves. Oh, he'd be great, yeah. Keanu Reeves isn't in him, and, you know, even if he just had like a small part.
0: Oh. Uh-huh. This uh, is maybe kind of a random guy, but Danny Glover yeah oh well, yeah he was, he was in, in a lot of action well then movies. mel gibson well he was the bad guy though in number three was mel- he mel oh man was, i gotta yeah. watch the third one again and, and john claude van dame was number two yeah, right? van Damme. yeah
1: steven seagal has never been in him
0: oh yeah i don't know where he's at now i haven't uh, seen steven seagal in something danny in trejo
1: hasn't been in him yeah he's good who else man, i Mark. guess antonio bandero's here the desperado movies
0: yep yep oh he was in number three as well was he yeah yeah yep I, like I said, it was kind of like Harrison Ford's though. I don't think it was super prominent. It was just, he was another one of the Expendables. But I, I feel like a lot of those actors, in some of them, they, they probably don't have to be on set very long. You know, they probably just come in and shoot for a little bit. I think
1: the big golden goose that they'll never get. Their Moby Dick they'll never uh-huh. get Clint Eastwood. Oh, he would have been cool. Yeah. He won't... I, I don't see him ever wanting to do anything like that.
0: No, he's really particular in his older age on what he does. I'm yeah. Noticed. And and now he's like 93, and he says he's getting ready to direct his last movie. So, I, I have a feeling he's, you know, really slowing down. You hear about uh, that,
1: Tarantino? 93! Yeah. <laughs> and you're what? 60? He's in the 60s, I Yeah, yep. come on. He's I'm a like, quitter. I can't no. do this anymore!
0: <laughs> Uh, that sounded really... He did. I mean, he's like, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm kind of bummed because I want to see Tarantino do more. I love Tarantino. Yeah, he's just like, nope, I'm, this is my last one. You
1: know what, though? But maybe that's... As long as this one's good, he'll never... He could go down as the greatest director of all time. I,
0: I don't believe he's done. Even though he says he is. Well, I think he'll do I, other things. Yeah. But even then, I feel like... Ten years from now, there's going to be a script he can't pass up or an idea or something. I just, I don't believe that, Mark. That's just how creative
1: people are. That's true. Well, he he did write a book. I think yeah. he's, because he's released two books now. He yep. wrote, like, one to coincide with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And then he wrote another one. I think it's just about filmmaking. Like, it's just. Different. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, he is dipping his toe into the book world. I would love one that just
0: goes behind the scenes of all the stories with all his movies. That'd be cool.
1: Well, he always said he wanted to do a Vega Brothers movie. Yeah, um, and I, like obviously at this point, I think Michael Ban—did Michael Batson pass away? I think he did. I think yeah. he did. And tr- like, it's just you know, just not feasible at this point. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why don't why don't you just take the idea and the script and do that as a comic? Uh huh. Like a ve- like, That's what I think. I mean, there's all. Like, it's all that stuff that you if you're never able to quote unquote do it, you might as well just kinda of do it as a comic. Yeah you know I mean. Or, or have a, a series
0: with younger actors or something. Like, yeah. Yeah. You could do a lot of things.
1: He definitely could do that. It yeah. depends on how much control he'd be willing to give away. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I get the vibe that he probably is very hands on. Oh, definitely. Yeah. He's not the type of guy to like, uh, all right, here you go, I'm gonna take off and go go, you know, get something to eat and
0: he's earned that i think you know
1: he's done, i think he has too, yeah. but i think that's the thing is like maybe that's why he needs to retire is yeah. he's like i can't i can't not be 100% on all this uh-huh. and i'm exhausted
0: well and you see like some of the old school filmmakers like you know martin scorsese it feels like he's kind of sometimes going against what hollywood wants to do cuz he wants control over his movie but yeah. every time he does something it's amazing so it's like you should give a guy like that control you know his next
1: movie uh, he's doing the one with Believe it or not, he got Leonardo DiCaprio somehow. Yeah, yeah somehow, Mark. It's like the fifth movie they've done together. <laughs> yeah. But that looks good. That looks great. What's I that called again? Killers of the Flower Moon. Killers of the Flower yeah. Moon. And are you going to review that? Oh, definitely. Where could we
0: hear that review? Uh, first in line, sponsored by Vinyl Cup Records, seven months from now, or however far far away it is. <laughs> so set your calendars <laughs> yep. for...
1: Seven months. I th-
0: it's October or November. I can't remember now. What not quite two? seven months.
1: Yeah, so. it's like four, but it's Couldn't still be... it's still. It late. feels
0: like a long time. But
1: what are we gonna have for this week?
0: Transformers: Rise
1: of the Beasts. How excited are you? Oh, I'm I'm hyped. Do you? What do you feel? Because you haven't watched the last uh, the last Transformers movie, right? I did not watch the Bumblebee, last night.
0: But... I, I skipped out on the last night. In fact, I've skipped out on every Michael Bay movie since uh, Age of Extinction. Just because I was done. I was like, this guy, he's, he, you know, he just was, I was really frustrated with him for a while, Mark. Like,
1: I, I, I thought Ambulance looked good. I did too. But, but there I, a lot of his movies look good. And uh-huh. then you see him, it's like, all these stupid jokes that <laughs> don't add any, that take away from the story. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you, but um, Last Night was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life.
0: I felt that way about Age of Extinction. Yeah. I was like, all this action's happening, and I'm bored out of my mind, and it's just like, it, it, it's it's crazy. I don't know
1: how he did it, but he managed to do that. Like, Well, that too, and it's just like, first off, why are they three hours long? Yeah. I've said that many times. <laughs> like, why is this movie so long? It doesn't need to be this long. Uh-huh. And also, the, the Transformers Act, they're... I don't know why Hasbro would sign off on the way they act. Yeah, like their personalities are horrible. Some of them are racist. Even. Some of them are racist. <laughs> um, yeah, some are. Ra- I mean, you flat out have those racist characters, yeah. but some of them are just like in this this last one. They just beat each other up and they like acted like children the mm-hmm. whole time. Like, like Hasbro was like, yeah, this is what we want one attached to this huge franchise that. Is making us billions of dollars. This is great for kids. Characters that are completely unlikable. Uh-huh. The heroes that are complete outside of Optimus Prime. If they even get, if they even got a personality, they yeah. were horrible personalities. <laughs> like the ones that had no personalities were better off. You're right. Yeah. That is how bad those movies are. And I, for the life of me, I can't even. I, I don't. I never understood why Hasbro. I mean, I guess they were making money.
0: Oh, they de- Oh, they do make bank. Well, yeah. they the,
1: until last night.
0: Yeah, <laughs> last yeah. night
1: bombed hard. <laughs> which have you? Or you should watch it, and we should watch it and try to explain to, to me what that movie is about. <laughs> I don't know. I've they, seen they it. They do get convoluted. I think it, yeah. it's it's why is it so? Yes. <laughs> why is this movie so tough? <laughs> it's about robots turning into cars and fighting each other. Yeah. It shouldn't be this <laughs> difficult to like. It was so bad. Mm-hmm. It was t- oh, it's the worst movie. It's one of the worst movies ever made. Right? Anyway, and then well,
0: and I I I might watch Ambulance at some point. Mark, I think we've gone a few years now. I'm starting to forgive Michael Bay, but. I, and I love his early movies like The Rock oh, The so Rock's good. a great movie yeah and I, I even love Armageddon I know that
1: movie I loved of, it in theaters yeah. I saw it in theaters First I haven't seen time. it for years but I don't know why but I've been thinking about that movie a lot Armageddon? yeah oh. that was weird it's weird how like that was the big like summer movie it was yeah can you think like, think about what summer movies are now like they don't I kind of miss, as much as I'm a comic book fan and I'm a I'm a, a, genuinely a comic book movie fan uh-huh. I mean When I was a kid, my dreams and goals were always to to see comic book movies. Yeah. And I don't think people understand that, like younger people don't understand the nineteen nineties, like the best comic book movie we had released was The Crow. Uh Uh-huh. Which I've never even seen that comic book anywhere. Yeah. Let alone read it. It's funny that got adapted back then. That's kind of well. I mean, it's all. I mean, they're always grabbing things. Yeah. It's like you know. It's like well, we could do. It. Not saying there's anything wrong with the crow. I'm uh-huh. just saying you have a gigantic well, a deep well of all this stuff that mm-hmm. has followings that people like that, and you could turn it into something, and they were unable to. Yeah. They had the Batman movies. I never liked Batman Forever. I oh. always thought that movie was garbage. Yeah, even as a good. kid. Well, when it came out, everybody was like, "No, that movie's great." I'm like, "Are you joking?" <laughs> Again, it was like the last night where I'm like, "What is the what is the point? What <laughs> happened?" It was so, I hated that movie. Uh, it wasn't until Blade really came out, and then uh-huh. everything turned around, and like that, and people are like, "But that was the same problem." Is everybody talks about how Blade is the beginning of the. Superhero comic book movie renaissance, yeah, which it kind of is. I'll say, yeah, it is. But the problem with that statement is, did people know it was a comic book movie?
0: Oh, that's a good point. Like, yeah,
1: you know what? Or know was, was it just an action movie?
0: I mean, Wesley Snipes was hot at the time. And yeah, else, it was just,
1: so it, you know, there was almost nothing about that that was like uh, that you would think of. Would go, nobody knew who Blade was? Uh huh. Especially not the level we know him about today.
0: Sorry to bring this up, but has Wesley Snipes been in Expendables? Yeah. Okay, I forgot. Yeah, they
1: busted him out on the train, and they said, because uh, he was in prison, and he said he'd go to jail for tax fraud. That's funny. They, there's a lot of, <laughs> there. yeah, Expendables always uses a lot of meta, uh-huh. where it's it's like takes stuff from the real world and brings it in. And
0: Okay, so, sorry for that. No, it's no, okay. That's a, good,
1: that's a good question, Jacob. <laughs> anyway. But, actually, it was funny you bring that up,
0: too. I, there's this YouTube reviewer I really like named Chris Stuckman. Have you ever watched him? Uh-uh. Oh, he's Duckman? one of my, Stuckman with oh. an S. He's one of my favorites. And he was talking about – he just got to see The Flash. And he was talking about how when he was a kid – he watched the Flash TV pilot on VHS, mm-hmm. and it felt like the closest thing he was going to get to a Flash movie. It was and, yeah. was, and he said it was like this. It was weird because the Flash was a prominent character, but yet it didn't have a movie. And now Ooh. it's finally getting a movie, and that was like 20 years
1: <laughs> well, plus Superman later. Well, Superman didn't later. get movies in the 80s. Yeah. Batman is the only major superhero who got movies. because mm-hmm. hmm Bat- And then I would say Batman is like, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of movie release. But then Batman Robin came out and it derailed everything. It's yeah. like... And the problem wasn't, was... They didn't say, well, is it a bad... Oh, it's a bad movie. Mm-hmm. We should probably change track. It was, people don't want to see comic book movies. It's like, no, the movie you made was crap. Yeah. the You made a garbage movie and so instead of like trying to fix it, you just went and did something else. I mean, seriously, if you wanted something from the 1990s that had any quality, you had to go to the... The animation, the cartoons, yeah, which is where they say like Batman the animated series. Many people will still say that's the best interpretation of Batman ever.
0: Oh, uh-huh. and it always be a class. classic, yeah,
1: yeah, it really is. So
0: it's funny how Hollywood makes that mistake a lot of times where they're like, you know, one bad project and they abandon it. You oh, know? yeah,
1: well like, that's yeah. how they do it. I mean, yep. and it, but it's never, it's never, they never take away the lesson that they should. Yeah like remember when Jonah Hex came out oh yeah and apparently after Jonah Hex came out and bombed everybody was saying well the problem is is he has a scar on his face and nobody wants to see it that's why look up the box art his half his face is shaded oh really yeah they don't show his scar but oh. it's like no the problem is you made a crap movie yeah it would be like when Catwoman came out and Catwoman bombed and they were like well I guess they're just not that people don't want to see female superheroes it's like no You made a crap movie. Uh The movie is garbage. Nobody wanted this. (laughs) It's a good point, Mark. It was so bad. Yeah. The only movie, it's really weird now, that we've gone so far that a movie like the the Justice League movie came out in Uh theaters. Feels like an old superhero movie. That I actually kind of liked it for that. Uh That's how I feel about Venom. Oh I, yeah. I don't think Venom is necessarily a good movie. Venom feels like a nineties movie. It does, <laughs> yeah. it does. And that's why I like it. I, was I like, like it, it doesn't feel like they make this movie anymore. And even
0: and I feel like the, why, the but, second one with Woody Harrelson, I feel like his portrayal of Carnage was very much a nineties action film. Oh yeah. It was like he was in on the joke almost, you know.
1: Have I ever shown you episodes of the tick? Yeah. The reason I like the second one so much is I say that Venom Venom, let there be carnage is to me the closest thing I'll ever get to a tick movie because it seems like um, Eddie Brock is Arthur and the symbiote is the tick because the symbiote's like very excitable Uh and it just it 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 argues and they're constantly fighting they're constantly struggling in this suburban apartment which I think is so funny (laughs) that it feels like a tick movie yeah. So that's one of the reasons I like it so much. I don't know that I necessarily like it for a Venom or Carnage movie, but if you said, "Hey, if you like the Tick, you might like this," and I, I, I can see that
0: uh, they're fun. And Tom Hardy, he love you can tell he loves playing that character. He just has a good time.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I like it. I like the Venom movies. Like, I, there's
0: that one part in the first one when he gets in like the lobster ba- uh,
1: bath. It's so, it's so weird, weird. <laughs> but it's over the top, and I love it. You know, it's it. weird. I've been reading. Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man, and I re- I've been reading a lot of Venom, and uh-huh. I like the whole needing to eat things. I'm yeah, like, where did that come from? <laughs> I think they just needed an excuse for him to eat people. They probably did, which he didn't really eat people in the comics either. Yeah, uh, so it's like, <laughs> whatever, do whatever you want. Nobody cares. <laughs> no, you're, you're 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 the Spider-Man movies. Nobody gives a crap. And
0: then in in the Venom. It- they try to say like he's an anti-hero but it's like he's a pretty good guy you know for the even the venom's pretty good you know well he's an (laughs) anti-hero
1: because he's biting people's heads off that's
0: true but it's only like bad people yeah
1: well he's like deadpool deadpool's (laughs) an anti-hero yeah uh so anyway was there anything else you wanted to talk about this week
0: Oh, I don't know, Mark. Um, I got the Mario movie just now, and I'm excited about that.
1: I'm excited, yes.
0: And uh, one of the best movies of the year. Can't wait for it to win the Oscar.
1: Uh, wait, you think that's going to win the Oscar? I hope so. Better than Across the Spider-Verse? Oh, no. Spider-Verse is my favorite of the
0: year, actually. Well, I mean,
1: if it's if because it's it would be in the animation category. Yeah, then Spider-Verse is going to win.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And it and it should. It would be bad if Mario won over Spider. Yeah, Spider <laughs> even Verses, I would be
1: Spider Verse is literally like a work of art. Yeah, I mean, they, all movies are art.
0: Like I think Spider Verse should get a Best Picture nomination. Oh yeah, like, yeah. I don't know if it will. I, I don't. But I hope it does. The
1: only thing I could think that Spider Verse won't get like a Best Picture or a Best won't win it is if Elemental is just phenomenal.
0: Yeah, if it's incredible. Yeah. And the academy, they like Pixar. They they they're they're like buddies with.
1: Yeah, them. not always though. Yeah, I not, mean, not, you never true. know. Uh, so anyway, I've been wanting to do a high school movie. Oh yeah, Mark. So I have a high school movie slide up. So I had an idea. Mm-hmm. They <laughs> they used to do they used to do these movies <laughs> where they would take a. Uh, like an old play, like Shakespeare or something, and it readapted. It. Oh, so like, like ten, ten things, things I hate about you. Yeah, yeah it was Taming you? of the Shrew. Yeah, ten things I hate about you was Taming of the Shrew, and then they did Othello was O. Yeah. <laughs> and I always thought it'd be funny to do um, Oedipus. Oh, it, <laughs> so it's oh like my a, gosh. so <laughs> it's like a lady gets pregnant in high school, and then uh-huh. she gives up the child, then she becomes a teacher, then the child starts going to that school. And he's like going to do the thing where he starts trying to hook up with a teacher, and he does it, and then they find they find out it's, and then he at the big at the big dance scene, he shoves two giant nails in his eyes.
0: <laughs> oh my god!
1: Anyway, I decided not to go that route. Okay, good. I figured I mean, I, I,
0: it was funny. I liked it. I,
1: I mean. figured for. Uh, for Set up an entire movie just to go the route of a kid shoving nails into his eyes at a party. That that bothered me when I read that in school, because I was like, that's the ending? He just shoves... (laughs) I don't know why you felt the need to shove nails in his eyes. And then he left. It was like, one is fine. Yeah. And then the twist in
0: that is like, dun, 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 it was his mom.
1: It was his mom. He (laughs) killed his dad. He didn't know it. Yeah. That's a good story though. Yeah,
0: oh the, yeah. I
1: always like that the that there has to be like a janitor or something who went to school that knows it's his, he's like the he's like the fortune teller guy. The whole time he's like, "Dude, you don't want to know. Yeah. Just stop. Yeah. You don't know what you're getting yourself into that here." That story's kind of funny when you, like, it's not supposed to be. But... Well, that's why you don't go killing people on the road. It's true. Or leaving your babies out on a mountainside. Don't do it. Okay. This is different. I'm gonna, this is a little oh, bit yeah. different, but it's a 1980s. It's not, not 1980s, but it is a, a, a high school comedy dramedy. Uh-huh. The movie opens with a psychology teacher um, talking about his name is Derek Amato. Um, Amato, do uh-huh. you know who that is?
0: No, I don't, Mark.
1: Derek was a 40 year old man who knew how to play guitar, uh-huh. so he knew how to play guitar a little bit. And then one day he suffered a major head injury. When he woke up. He had somehow became a music savant. Whoa. Yes, yeah, so he was able to do pretty much anything music. Like he went from like a guy that plays on the street corner trying to get money to Mozart.
0: And that guy's real? Yeah, this is Whoa. a true story.
1: This is um, So the question is, what it what was it about the brain injury that caused him to become such an accomplished musician? And if you hit the correct spot on your brain, on your head. Could you learn other abilities and skills? Oh. So yes, this is this is true. They've talked about how people will get hit in the head,
0: uh-huh.
1: and they'll know another language.
0: That's cool.
1: And then, or they might forget the language they know. Huh? So they never know what's going to happen. So there is so there is some truth to this. Obviously, what I'm doing here is going to be uh, not quite medically accurate.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, it's a movie, Mark. So we cut to black, yeah. and then it reads Head Wound. So the name of the movie is Head Wound. <laughs> so we open on our hero. He's a meek high school student named Miles Smalls. Oh. Miles is in school trying to study, and he keeps getting harassed by the bullies. We follow him through the day. Miles is friendly with his teachers and the janitor. But he doesn't have seen very many friends his own age. His peers seem to treat him with a sense of disgust, if yeah. they pay any attention to him at all. So at one point we meet Chloe. Chloe is the quintessential hottest girl in school. Whoa! Drop dead gorgeous, big breastesses, cheerleader, all that stuff.
0: Megan Fox. level.
1: Yeah, but blonde.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: and Miles <laughs> stares at her for a long time. She can be brunette too. I like brunettes.
0: Oh, no, a blonde is hot too, Mark.
1: Yeah. She can be redhead. Yeah, she could. During the school days, Miles is talking to his best friend and he's a janitor. So his janitor is his <laughs> only friend. His name is. His name is. The janitor is named MT Pockets. Whoa, I like it. Well, as a guy I did stand up comedy with, and he had the name MT Pockets. Really? And when I heard it, I laughed so hard. That's funny. I thought that was the best name. I don't know what happened to him, but. For this, since this is probably never going to get made into a movie, I'm going to steal it because I think it's a hilarious name. It's
0: like being named Justin Case or something. I
1: know! It was, but M.T. Pockets is so funny to me. I don't know how he came up to that, but man, I loved it. So I was when I was trying to think of a janitor's name, I thought of M.T. Pockets. And I laughed. that's funny. Yeah, so to the real M.T. Pockets out there, this is dedicated to you. So empty Pockets is not a sage. Yeah. He's not, not sage advice. Yeah. In fact, he gives very, very bad advice. Nice. Which will lead to our major problem. At one point during the conversation, M.T. Pockets tells Miles, you need, you need to do anything to be the cool guy in high school. You be the top in high school, and you will be at the top for the rest of your life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So Miles is walking home from school, and the bullies notice them. They begin to chase. Miles runs, trying to keep away from the boys, but they keep pursuing. Eventually, Miles slips, and he smashes his head against the street. The boys stand over his body, and then they leave him. So they just leave him unconscious in the street. Miles opens his eyes. He's in his bedroom. He has this huge bandage around his head. Miles exits his room and finds his mom watching TV. She greets him and asks how he's feeling. He says his head hurts, and he wonders how he got home. She tells him an ambulance picked him up and they called her and then she, and then she was going to go make him a snack.
0: And she's like, "What do you want, Calvin?"
1: Yes, and like, "I've never seen purple underwear before, Calvin." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Miles spends a few days at home, so he's just at home. He's claiming he never wants to go to school. He hates his life. And then Miles and mom go to the doctor and they remove the brand- bandages. Uh-huh. But there's a bruise on his head, and other than that, he's going to be fine. Yeah. so it's nothing too major before they leave Miles says he's going to go to the bathroom Miles is washing his hands and he looks in the mirror, mirror and when he notices that his head uh, where his brain is so the, this, the top part of your head uh-huh. um, there is there's a bunch of like broken up into a bunch of glowing tiny little boxes whoa yes and he closes his eyes and opens them again the boxes are gone so he doesn't know what he saw but yeah. that was weird so Miles is at school, the ne- as the day goes by, relatively good, and he's struggling with a math test, and Miles starts, like, scratching a part of his head. Uh-huh. So there's something itching, and as he gets an itch, he starts scratching, and he pushes on it. When he scratches and puts pressure on it, the answers seem to appear to him on the page. Oh. And he removes his finger, and they disappear. And so he pushes a finger on the head, and they reappear. So he holds the finger to his head. Miles <laughs> begins to jot down all the answers.
0: I wish that would have happened to me.
1: Well, wait. Oh, okay. <laughs> During so it's a lunch break and the teacher is grading her te- the test. She's taking. They're taking some time. Uh-huh. They're gonna grade this test. And they notice he got an A plus. Uh-huh. Everything is everything is correct. Uh-huh. Teacher takes the principal and says she thinks Miles is cheating somehow. Oh. An English teacher overhears them talking about Miles. Are you talking about Miles? Look at this poem she, he wrote. She shows up a poem and they are moved to tears while crying and emotional. <laughs> the principal says, we better call his mom. So the poem was so beautiful and amazing, it moved all these adults to, to tears. <laughs> Miles walks in the front door for school. She finds the mom and the principal waiting for him. Miles, we need to talk. Are you cheating at your schoolwork? Mom asks. Oh. No, Miles says. We find it interesting that you had a C- grade in math, and today you aced the test, including all the extra credit, the principal says. Well, I didn't cheat, I swear, <laughs> says the principal continues. Did you plagiarize a poem? No. Again, your grades uh, in English used to be a C or C- minus level. Today you wrote a poem that moved everyone to tears. We asked around if anybody recognized it, and it was offered to be published. Somebody is willing to pay you $10,000. Oh, wow. Really? And he smiles and grins. So he realizes now something's happening. Yeah. Miles is outside and he sees Chloe watching some boys try to skateboard. Um, they aren't really that good and they keep fi- falling. And uh, But she still seems to be pretty impressed with what they can do. Yeah. Part, part of Miles' head begins to tingle again. And he pushes it down. And he's able to visualize... How to skateboard. Whoa. So Miles tells them, hey, I want to try. They give him a chance and he immediately slips and falls on his butt. Everyone laughs. So Miles walks away defeated. Walking away, Miles looks down and he finds a rock. He picks it up and he smashes it against his head. (laughs) Miles goes back. There's blood dripping down onto his shirt from his head. And he says he wants to try again. And this time, Miles begins to use move that was, moves that would impress Tony Hawk. Chloe approaches him and begins to flirt.
0: He could be on rocket power. Ex-
1: well, yeah, if, <laughs> yes. But... <you> gotta... <laughs> so the next day at school, news crews have arrived. They want to interview him for the poem, which is going to win the Pulitzer.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Because
1: all other the poets backed away, <laughs> knowing they couldn't compete with his talent. <laughs> this is where we meet Caitlin. Caitlin is a shy young girl from his cat class. Caitlin tells Miles she liked his poem, and she begins to explain how she or explain how she liked his poem, and they've always had classes together, stuff like that. So uh-huh. she's known who she was. They kind of begin to flirt, but Miles is swept away by a sea of peers who are impressed by this newfound celebrity. So, and then at one point, Chloe, you know, comes into play. Uh-huh. So Miles and Chloe are walking home together when the bullies arrive. They begin to harass him, and they say they aren't impressed with his puns, whatever. Again, part of his head begins to tingle. Miles looks at Chloe, and then he dares them. He says, I dare you. Hit me right here.
0: <laughs>
1: they do, and he falls. And they laugh. Then Miles jumps to his feet, and Miles begins to punt bids, punching and kicking them. Every move they throw, Miles blocks. It's clear Miles is, is, is not interested in really hurting them. But he's doing everything he can just to embarrass him. So eventually they are so embarrassed they run off. <laughs> then the two keep walking and there's a, this is where it gets really crazy. There's a crowd of people. A pregnant woman has gone into labor but there's a problem and the doctors can't make it into time.
0: Oh man! We cut
1: back to Miles who now has a bloody nose because he hit his head. Let me see what I can do, he says. Cut to Miles handing the woman a healthy newborn baby, oh and the crowd is cheering. <laughs>
0: yeah. Chloe
1: reaches over and grabs him, grabs him, and kisses him. She then pulls him into her place, so they go back to her place. The two are kissing, pa- kissing pa- passionately. Miles is meek and kind of afraid of his, because of his inexperience. Part of Miles' head starts to tingle, <laughs> and he says, "I'll be right back." Miles goes to the bathroom and sees part of his head glowing. Miles slams his part of the head against the wall. Miles re-enters the bedroom, gets on top of her. From outside of, the, outside of her house, we hear her yell, Oh, God! Oh, God! Before she has a screaming orgasm. Oh, my
0: gosh!
1: <laughs> That's our first sex scene we've written.
0: Yeah, it is, Mark.
1: The next day, Miles goes to... <laughs> The next day, Miles goes to school... And word has gotten around about his amazing love-making abilities. Oh, no. All the girls are now super smitten by him. Because of the because of this, the guys now are impressed by him. Whoa. So now he's like the most popular guy in school. We get a montage of him at parties. Uh, he hits, he's hits his head and he plays his guitar like Jimi Hendrix. He might have some blood coming down his head. And he's like cooking like Gordon Ramsay. He's juggling chainsaws while people watch. So he has, he's, like, amazing at everything now. Making drinks. And a, and yes, and a, but the problem is his head is going to keep getting worse. Yeah. So in school, Miles is placed onto a project with Caitlin, who we mentioned earlier. The two begin to work on the project, but Miles doesn't seem to understand what he's doing. So I figured, like, this would be a part where they're, like, working after school together. Mm-hmm. Now, one point... Miles excuses himself. He returns a few minutes later, bandage on his head. Caitlin says, "What happened to you?" "Nothing," he says. He looks at the project and now he seems to know everything about it. So now it's no problem. But Caitlin's confused and seems to be the first one to notice this change. So she's oh. the first one to notice like, "Wait a minute. There's something weird here." So she begins to pursue this. It's pursue him. She begins to ask, "What is going on?" She sa- he says she says, "Something is wrong." He says, "Nothing is wrong." Finally, and she keeps pushing it because she's like, "This doesn't make any sense. You have to tell me." Yeah. So finally, he decides to tell her. Breaks down. He tells her the truth about how if he hits his head in certain spots, he can learn to do anything he wants. Whoa! It'd be a master. <laughs> but she is not impressed. Really? She is shocked. In fact, she seems scared. It's said that he is being stupid. <laughs> He calls her a hypocrite. He says she didn't give him the time of day until he started doing this. And then that's when she reveals that uh, the poem was just an excuse to get to finally talk to him and that she's always liked him for who he was. Oh. And they kind of keep arguing. Miles, Miles asks, Hey, haven't you ever wanted to do anything to make yourself stand out? She says, of course I do. That's how everyone feels. But I wouldn't give myself brain damage. <laughs> and he says, I don't have to explain myself to you. And he gets up, and he doesn't walk away or run away, but he does a series of athletic flips and jumps. Oh <laughs> so my he's, gosh. like, jumping in, <laughs> like, cartwheels and <laughs> an Olympic athlete level. Yeah. Uh, so next we're at the prom. Miles goes to the dance with Chloe. Uh-huh. Along with six and seven of her friends. So all these women are so impressed that now he's just taking everybody. That's how that's how popular he's, he's taking eight women to the prom. Oh, my gosh. And they begin to dance, but Miles is a very lame dancer. <laughs> they giggle at him. Miles retreats at the bathroom, and he smashes his head against the wall. Miles returns, but for some reason, he still can't dance. It didn't work.
0: Oh, no. They are
1: giggling at him, and Chloe says, you are embarrassing me. So this time, Miles retreats again. And he sneaks into the empty pockets janitor closet. He finds a hammer and he tries to, he tries. So he's going to hit himself in the head with a hammer. Yeah. But before he can, he slips and he falls back, slamming his head against the wall. So he hit a wrong part, a uh-huh. different part. Miles stands up and he looks at the hammer, puts it to his head, looks at it again and throws it down. Miles leaves the closet Miles looks at Chloe and her friends, and for some reason he doesn't. They, they don't do it for him anymore. They don't seem interested. So something's changed. Yeah. Miles looks and he finds Caitlin. He pulls her aside and tells her what happened. He says he was about to hit himself with a hammer, <laughs> but fell. And he must have hit a different part of him that showed him what he was doing and what it was going to do to him. Uh, and he found out everything she said was right. Yeah. Everything. Uh, none of that now. Uh, and now he knows what is most important. And if he had kept doing that, he would have ended up dead. Oh. Caleb yeah, says right. <laughs> says that maybe he just learned that he doesn't have to do stuff like that to impress people. You know, maybe being yourself was all that mattered. Aww. And the two begin to dance together, and it ends.
0: Nice. Yes. That was a great coming-of-age story, Mark.
1: So what did you think? What, oh,
0: I loved it. I love movies like that. Would They're, you green light it? Yeah, absolutely. So I got I'm, greenlit? Yeah. I'm a big fan of coming of age, like
1: high school movies. I know you are. And, and
0: that was great. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I thought, I've always thought it'd be funny if you had a guy like that. Like the mm. whole movie, everybody's cheering him on. He looks great. Yeah. And his head looks horrible. <laughs> like, like he's like, it looks like he's, like he's deformed at this point, yeah, yeah. You know he's constant black eyes. He's probably missing some teeth. Oh,
0: definitely. But yeah,
1: everybody is so impressed. It's one of those things that like I thought like if you could actually see what you're doing to yourself, like on the
0: inside. Yes. yeah. If know. there was, if, it's would a good you keep metaphor. doing it? That's right. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so that was like sort of the idea. I love it, Mark even better than Angus. Oh, nothing is better than Angus. <laughs> but but I love movies like that. Yes. That are like
0: just. You know, they're funny high school movies, but they got a lesson. And I love that yours has, like, this little weird comedy in it, too, with the head thing going on, yeah. you know? I loved it. I thought it was great.
1: Let's watch it now. You'd greenlight it? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, plus, if you have a guy getting a hit in the head constantly, mm-hmm. violently, you probably could slip some gratuitous nudity in there, like old 80s comedies. Yeah, you so probably So we got could. that going for us. Yeah, uh, anyway, well thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Coming to theaters. Written by Mark Von Onen, inspired by my good friend MT Pockets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just cause of that name cause Thank I thought you, that name was so funny. <laughs> it is
0: great. I love that. That made me laugh.
1: M yeah, M letter M, the letter T Pockets. <laughs> so funny to me. The name's Pockets. MT M-
0: Pockets. <laughs>
1: Anyway, well, thank you. I got my gr- movie greenlit. Oh, uh, yeah. That's better than my Oedipus. Would you greenlit the Oedipus one? I don't know. I, well, I remember reading
0: Oedipus in school, and I was like, I hated that. <laughs> like, like, I was like, the twist was, it was his mom. And I was like, that's really gross. And I was like, in probably high school. When well, he I killed read his it, dad, you know. too. Yeah, I know. It was crazy. And I, I, I understand it probably influenced a lot of stories, you know, yeah. later on. Like your
1: Oedipus high school one. But, um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was, you know, was like, I don't think jamming giant nails in your eyes was necessary. No, it
0: seems like a little bit of an overreaction. And then, <laughs> and then, and then I always, it always kind of bothered me. I was like, wait, his mom was probably significantly older. And I was like, man, she must've been a babe if he was. <laughs> That's my idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, 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 you know, it's possible. Well, I like older women. Yeah. I do too, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be bad mouthing older women. That's true. But I was just like... There
1: must have been a lot... Of, and did she know? No, nobody knew. The only person who knew was the, the fortune teller. The, yeah. The, the, the <laughs> one they called that said, hey... Because there was a curse on the land. uh uh-huh. And they said they needed to... The person that killed the king needs to be held accountable. Yeah. And that's why they were confused, because he's the king. And he she he's like, You don't wanna hear this. Yeah, the whole time. He's like, You get you, you wanna stop. I think it's funny. This is just not gonna go where you want.
0: I just you gotta have a guy if you ever make that movie, you gotta have a guy who talks like that. You
1: don't wanna hear this. Yeah, like it's just like everybody talks like an old Greek uh, Latin and there's one guy like, oh, boy <laughs> You don't wanna know this. That was the whole thing, is yeah, cause he won't answer any of the questions. He yeah. says he's not gonna tell them and like I think eventually he like says, you're going to have to answer this or we're going to like execute you or yeah. torture you. So finally he's like, all right, but don't, uh, don't be mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do it. Just tell you what I heard. Yeah, because that's, that's the whole thing is they have the, they have him as a child uh-huh. and then they, like back in the time, they, they if they can't keep the baby, they give him to the gods, which is they just leave him on the side of a mountain. Mm-hmm. So then another family comes and they raise him. Yeah. He doesn't know this. So he thinks that family's his family, like, biological family. And then I, I think he was, like, kind of an ass. Yeah, And like he's he coming was. home one day. Yeah, he's going to grind down a road, and there's, like, a king coming, like, with a couple people. And they said to move, and he said no. <laughs> and so and that ends up in an altercation where he ends up killing the three, doesn't realize that king was his dad. Mm-hmm. And then I think he becomes, like, a war hero, and, every like, he gets all this attention, and then that gets the attention of the queen, which then you can be like, "Well, I could be king now." Yeah. So it might have been that she didn't even have to be good looking if she was getting power. Uh, and then they start, and then that's when the curse starts because he starts doing his mom, <laughs> or it could be when he killed his dad. I can't remember, but yeah, he stabs his eyes out. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah Wouldn't we all? It's it's the first pro-choice movie ever. Yeah. It's just like, or <laughs> pro. Like, keep your children. Yeah. Ah. You don't know. Maybe they'll kill your husband and have sex with your wife. <laughs> and then they'll stab their own eyes out after all the town is
0: cursed. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why when I read it in high school, I I didn't like it. Because I was looking at it through like a modern lens, you know? Oh, yeah. And not through, like,
1: oh, long time ago, you know? Well, even then, a long time ago, it was like, I mean... Yeah, it's still incestual. Uh huh. I don't know. I would be interested in going back in time and like watching the first crowd that watched Oedipus, and they get to the end, like, what happened? Yeah, do you think they? they cheered, like, Avengers Endgame? They, <laughs> no! I bet they I bet they were going to, like, whatever Greek Twitter was. Yeah. Where they're like, you're like, I mean, the ending of this is
0: crazy! Yeah. No spoilers. And they're making YouTube breakdowns, I mean, for, for Greek ones, you know?
1: Here are the no, Easter eggs.
0: No spoilers!
1: they're just, like, people in another room, like, yeah. reenacting things. Like, that's it. It was like the M. Night lot other time. Like,
0: I have, what? It's his mom.
1: <laughs> what a weird tangent to end yeah. on. <laughs> well, this is our first episode of Derailed. And- yeah pitch intense we are gonna I gotta get in the shower cause we are getting ready to head to the movies Yep. I'm Mark I'm Jacob read Oedipus the King <laughs> <laughs> yep okay, we'll, we'll see you next time anyway and then you can hear Jacob's
0: review of Oedipus oh, the King on uh, first line <laughs> sponsored by Vito Cup Records there might be more Transformers in it though Just just a warning, maybe less Oedipuses,
1: more Optimuses. (laughs) Alright, thank you for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye. I hope you don't listen to this with your parents. Alright, bye.